Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This for my fam. This for the fam. Do this for the fam. Fam, fam. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. It's a show about two friends and their love of unimportant shit. One of those friends is away, but we've got an entirely new and fun thing for you today. You may have noticed over the last few weeks we've been counting down the best things of 2015. It's now 2016 and uh, we are all the wiser and all the sicker after that stroke of midnight. Um, over the last few weeks we've done the best movies of 2015, the best TV of 2015, the best games of 2015 and for some reason the best memes of 2015 <laughs> you're welcome um so now we're the one le- the last thing left to do is the comic books uh you may have noticed on bonus episodes of hey fam that myself andrew levens that's me who is talking and will be talking the most today probably i challenge you everybody at this table um myself andrew levens and my good friend siobhan coombs hang out once a month and do a bonus episode of hey fam called levens and siobhan or siobhan and levens i have uh serious (laughs) issues um where we review the last month of comics so we are back at siobhan's house we're going to be doing the best comics of 2015 but if you are not a comic book reader, I want you to know that this is like a great entry point into the world of comics, a great way to lose as much money as possible, as quickly as possible, because we're going to be recommending you the best things that we read in the last year, the re- most rewarding experiences that we had through comics, the, uh, the writers that you should be looking out for next year, and uh, the artists as well. Uh, we'll be doing all different kinds of categories, and we've got a hell of a panel. Um, I know we really cheapened out the, uh, the panel for... Uh, I mean, the, the best games only had one person on it. The uh, best memes only had two people, four people including myself and Angus. But this one, we've got seven. We got, oh, yeah, actually, yeah, we, we, one of our guests uh, left the memes episode being while well, it was being recorded live midway through because, and I quote, it was mad boring. <laughs> um, save it for iTunes, Nacho Pop. <laughs> Uh, so at our, at our panel of seven people um, today, we have got, you've got me, Andrew Levins, host of Hey Fam. That's all. Uh, we've also got Siobhan Coombs, aka Comic Book Girl, aka Siobhan CBG, Hello. Uh, the star of the ten-second <laughs> weekly comic book reviews that you can find on her Vine and Instagram. Yep. Um, now Siobhan used to work at King's Comics, which is where I met her, um, and she's recently left King's Comics for Greener Pastures. Mm. Maybe. Yeah. Debatable. <laughs> and uh, also sitting at the table are two of the reasons that she quit King's Comics. Hey. <laughs> uh, two people that I buy, I buy my comics from every, every week. We've got Vern Reyes and Scott Sheens. Hello. Hello. Um, we've also got from my least favorite podcast of 2015, okay. just kidding, my favorite, uh, the Blank Slate Movie Comic 
Comcast. That's actually that's what it's being retitled next year. Comcast? Yeah, mainly about cum, not so much about movies. Oh, finally. Uh, the Blank Slate movie, Comcast's Alexi Toliopoulos. Hello. Um, and another one of my favourite writers uh, out of Sydney, Caitlin Welsh, who you can find articles about pop culture on uh, Junkie and The Guardian. Um, you're here as well. Yes, I am. Thus concludes our panel. Oh, wait. Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even have a microphone. He, he, does, he opted out of the, uh, having a microphone. Uh, Nacho Pop is here. Yo. Nacho uh, also <laughs> lives with Siobhan and uh, used to work at King's Comics too. Possibly left because of Vernon Scott. We'll find out at the next hour or so. <laughs> uh, so, we're going to be going through the best and uh, most disappointing comics of the year. Uh, we've all made little notes, I see. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone is at varying levels of uh, comic obsession. I, I did that on purpose. I didn't want it to be us, us just kind of... Because I feel like once you read comics uh, for so many years, you almost fall into a groove. And as soon as you find other people that like the same thing as you, mm-hmm. it's just like, well, I'm happy. This is me content. I'll just read the same things. Yeah. So I want to have like you know lots of varying people's uh, opinions about the best comics of the year. Um, usually when Siobhan wanted to do the monthly episodes of uh, what we read that month. We start by uh, going through all of the different publishers and the three main ones that we're going to focus on for this one is the same. We're going to be doing DC, Marvel, and then Image. So, starting so around the panel. And uh, if you don't have a favorite from each publisher, just opt out. It's all good. Don't need to just make something up. You can just be like, oh, Batman, I guess. Next. <laughs> uh, but we're going to start with DC. Uh, so, we're doing D- the best DC book, the best Marvel book, the best Image book. Then later on, we're going to be doing our favorite author of the year, our favorite artist of the year, our most disappointing um, comic-related thing of the year, and uh, I guess maybe something to look forward to next year. And uh, if you guys have any other weird things that you'd like to award throughout the episode, absolutely feel free to. Uh, Siobhan, what was your favorite DC comic of the year? Uh, I feel like it was a pretty easy choice for me, and it's like, I guess, cheating a little bit because it was partially out in 2014, Um, but Multiversity for me. Favorite DC comic book series of 2015 probably also of 2014 probably since the new 52 whenever that was so the multiversity was a massive um i think it was like a, was it seven or nine issue comic yeah series? it was nine issues uh, all written by grant morrison and each issue was drawn by a different person and was set on a different like different completely different universe mm. within the dc multiverse they were all suffering a big multiverse affecting event mm-hmm. and uh, every book was completely different and uh, thoroughly entertaining yeah and this year we had last year like if, if we recorded this episode this time last year all we'd be talking about was the uh issue that grant morrison wrote with frank quietly which is almost which oh, was his yeah. take on uh on the watchman which is incredible like mm. if you haven't if you want to read something amazing go read that yeah. but uh this year we got the very beginning of the year. We we got the arse end of uh, of the multiversity, mm. and uh, we we were treated to uh, something with Hitler in it. Yeah, was that the Hitler Superman one? I actually really enjoyed that. I know that's like a pretty easy bullshit. Like, well, we, we all love Hitler. Dory. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was really, I thought it was really well done. I really feel like I've enjoyed Grandma Morrison a lot this year. Actually, I'll wait till we get the, the most disappointing section. Oh no! I might, I might, I might rebut that. Spoiler oh, alert! Oh goodness gracious! <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would put Multiversity close to my close to yeah. the top of my favorite DC books too. Um, you recommended a DC book to me this year that uh, as soon as I got on board and bought every single issue of it, you then reminded me that you then told me that you uh, yeah. had stopped reading it. So thanks for that. No worries. The book was called Prez. Um, <laughs> and I should have looked up who, who the uh, author and artist were. But um, Prez is a book. Um, 
it's kind of like a, a vague connection to a book that, that existed in the 70s and 80s about a girl that becomes the president of the United States. Same thing, except it's set now or like in the, in the very near future. Uh, a girl or an average girl who works at a hot dog shop, uh, a viral video of her goes everywhere and then she accidentally, through a Twitter poll, becomes the president of the United States. It's a really amazing political satire. For some reason, it's at DC. Um, <laughs> have you guys read it? No, but I can't imagine why you identified with someone who worked at a hot dog shop. <laughs> <laughs> I used to run a hot dog shop. I did um, I did go back and pick up Prez, and it has continued to be really good fun. It's super good. The artwork is mm. uh, is really, really fun, and the, the story's engaging, the characters are cool, and it just doesn't feel like... Cause, I mean, Siobhan and I have spoken about it in the past, but since the New 52, which was this big uh, reset of the DC universe for comics, happened a couple of years ago, everything was reset to be this like miserable, dark piece of shit. Whereas Prez is like this ray of sunshine. It's super funny. Um, it's written by um, Mark Russell, and the art is by Ben Caldwell. It's real good, and uh, my favorite DC comic of 2015. Ben I think Caldwell it's uh, like that's kind of part of the onset of comics in DC. That is a direct reaction to that first lot of New 52, right? So yeah, they, they fucking listen, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and so they brought out four four titles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they kind of listen, man. <laughs> and then they cancelled like three of them. No. But, but they have like, they've been bringing out more like upbeat, yeah, like youthful, fun stuff. Yeah. yeah aimed yeah. at different audiences that aren't just like old men. Yeah, yeah and, that's right. And that isn't to say that I don't enjoy the odd dark comic. I really enjoyed the, the Omega Man, which came out written by uh, Tom King mm-hmm. this year. Um, that was one of my favorite DC comics as well, but Prez was just a, a really, like, you know, it was always one of the first comics I read when I got my pile throughout the month. Uh, Vern, what was your favorite DC comic? Um, I have to admit, I didn't read a lot of DC this year. Um, I've, uh, so I'll just mention the one that I only read, <laughs> which was um, uh, Robin Son of Batman. Um, and I picked that up basically because the. I like the artist, which I think is the uh, artist slash writer. Is that Patrick Gleason? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. And, I read a few um, issues of that as well. I think it was like the first couple of issues are kind of cool. Mm. It's just like you know, it it, it was his um, kind of road to redemption, and uh, he, he has to like go back and undo like the the hundred uh what whatever acts of whatever blood or year the year of blood or whatever so he has to undo all of that stuff we're all familiar with the year of blood yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's um yeah so it, it that, like i i found that angle interesting but otherwise like dc's been i i stopped that a while ago yeah, yeah. i really enjoyed yeah. the batman and robin se- series which is drawn by patrick Gleason mm. and written by peter tomasi yeah, yeah. I, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than the constantly acclaimed um scott snyder run a batman yeah, mm. um so I, I i will actually get around to reading robin son of batman just mm. out of the love of that series yeah scott dc did you read much <laughs> no no i'm a bit like i'm a bit like Vern. um i i was gonna say multiversity like um yeah. Scott was saying because it, it it's just, a great choice it just felt a lot felt a lot different I'm, I'm a bit of an old marvel fan anyway but i'm always looking for inroads into, into you know fun dc stuff but it's it's uh, it's a thing. I think when the fifty two started, I was I was really with Aquaman because Aquaman was was so upbeat and you know it was it was a lot of fun and it, and it was it was drawn really well. The stories was were, were straightforward. It was it was um uh, that was a cool series. But uh, yeah, progressively it just it just yeah it was just like you said it was a bit of a pile of crap really. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was still some Vertigo series that that I still really enjoy, even though mm-hmm. Vertigo's been sort of like 
getting more and more minimal. I don't know if that's um, uh, it's 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 a lot like image being sort of like the new vertigo, yeah, sort of thing. So, so I think you know, 2015 was definitely like a resurgence of vertigo. Like there were some pretty decent series out of vertigo this mm. year, which I feel like I haven't been able to say in a little while. Like yeah. especially new series, like you know, Fables finished up. Yeah, it was, it was sure when when uh, Snyder did the Wake as well. Was that was that? This, there's always uh, these things where they're late last year, early this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was good. But uh, I still really like like American Vampire and you know yeah. things like that. I'm, I'm never really put that down. But yeah, across the board at DC, I've just nothing has really really interested me that much. You know, there's um, uh, like you said, it's almost like directly after Convergence, it was almost like this. It's reflux of let's have some more upbeat series, but you know they go with like Batmite or Bizarro and mm. stuff that I think that I kind of want it want to work. But yeah, I didn't hate that Bizarro miniseries, yeah. the one where he was on a road trip with Jimmy Olsen. Sounds great. I was actually yeah. pretty into it. Yeah. It was very like cartoony. It reminded me of like the Plastic Man series, that really old one. The Kyle Baker Plastic yeah. Man. Yeah, awesome. Obviously not mm. as good, but um, a similar sort of. Really ridiculous over the top slapstick. Which vibe. is funny because I don't think they've done any Plastic Man since yeah, like, since the Fifty Two started. Man? Not yeah, a single Plastic, plastic Man series. He he pops up in one of the Jeff Johns Justice at the end of Forever Evil or something. I think he he, he like right. accidentally yeah. gets created or something. And yeah. Yes, never that's right. It, yeah. yeah, yeah. Lame. Whoops! Not again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, probably omit me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Any DC comics for you this year? Uh, I didn't read any DC. I've read one Vertigo comic though. Yeah. Uh, it's called Wolf Moon. Has anyone read this one or heard of it? I've seen it. it. I've heard of it. (laughs) I'm just like a huge werewolf fan. I love werewolves. I don't know why. I think they're cool mythology, cool lore. (laughs) So I was like on the hunt for like new werewolf media. This is it. This is the one I found this year. Yeah. Uh, it's. I think it's a really interesting take on the werewolf. It's not the best. It's by a guy called Cullen Bunn. Does anyone know him? Yeah, Cullen, yeah. Cullen Bunn writes yeah. for everybody. That's, yeah. I yeah. wish yeah. he did him. He's done everything. Yeah. He, a, 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 in one week, you'll get, you get a DC book by him, a Marvel book by him, and then like an Avatar book by him. Hmm. The Last Airbender or Blue People? <laughs> Neither. Which oh, one? okay. All right. Um, so it's like an interesting take on the werewolf. Instead of it being like the werewolf uh, is transmitted by like biting someone, it's like a spirit that like goes into different people every full moon. And so there's one guy who was once infected. is like trying to hunt down this werewolf so it can like just make the world safe again so it's like an interesting take but there's a lot of stuff i think if i'd read a week to week it would have been way better because there's a lot of callbacks throughout but if you're reading it in like a couple of sittings uh it's pretty tiresome but it's um i think it's cool cool you just summed up comics (laughs) it's a cool take on the mythology i think Caitlin, you've already mentioned that you may not have read many DC books this year. But I did uh, read one Vertigo one, which was uh, Clean Room, uh, Gail Simone's one. Um, I, there's only a few issues out, but it's it's pretty it's pretty solid, and the art is beautiful, and it doesn't like over-explain. I think, which is all good. Like you know, the the world building takes its time. I think. And um, but uh, the art by uh, John Davis Hunt is beautiful and mm. really really clear. Which I like. Cool. I th- yeah. uh, Nate, I'm going to guess that you read zero, zero. DC. <laughs> I want you to say zero for me. None. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought uh, I was like, oh, I've only read like four DC books this mm. year. I think I read the most DC books out of everyone <laughs> at this table. <laughs> Let's move on to uh, a publisher that I was reading, I think, 20 titles from at the beginning of the year. Mm. And I end the year only reading five. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm talking about Marvel. 
Siobhan, you want to talk to me about your favorite Marvel books of the year? Yeah, I mean, um, I wrote down Secret Wars, which I am definitely enjoying. Secret Wars is the massive uh, event coming out this year. It's been uh, taking about... I feel like it's been going all year. Mm. Yeah, I was thinking, did it even start in 2014? No, no, no. It started this year pretty early on. Maybe April or May or something like that. But it's been going on... Last year. (laughs) Burn. Um, But as far as events go, like I've completely dropped... After the last really shitty X-Men event that Mm. Brian Bendis wrote, I dropped everything I was reading by him and now refuse to read anything that Bendis has written. Don't get me started on that. It's a good decision. (laughs) I haven't read a good... like. Every Bendis comic I've picked up recently, and I've always been like, no, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a try. He's all right sometimes. And then you're just like... But this Marvel event, Secret Wars, is a lot of fun. It is. Um, Jonathan Hickman, one of the greatest writers uh, to contribute to Marvel in the last few years, summing up his long... uh, Oh, shit. Is that that, that accurate? (laughs) Uh, For the the podcast listener, Vern just uh, rolled his eyes back at me. (laughs) He does does great work. Uh, My problem is, is... Man, he takes a long time. He takes such a long time to get there. Yeah. And it's that thing, like, with uh, Secret War, I, I almost dropped out of it because his Avengers stuff <laughs> took that long that I was like, man, just get to the point, mm. dude. Like, you know what I mean? Just like yeah. just just load it in there and just just like like just give it to us cuz I, I can't like i can't wait like 2 years for this to come out yeah. <laughs> to see a resolution <laughs> yeah man <laughs> I, I but i never really find myself like not enjoying it i hear what you're saying but i'm i always oh, yeah. i always like finish yeah. each book going like cool like yeah. something is happening again yeah. but yeah I, I, like i think his his stuff is really great in binge like let, like let's just get a few trades like if you read Infinity yeah the, that massive Infinity trade I, I think like you'd enjoy it in one one good sitting that was it's his, a little the last dense. event that he wrote which was really great too mm. it, it's 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 a little dense but it's it's really good as a you know like a, as, as a kind of a, it's like it's like a movie kind of thing just an epic movie and so like, I, could, I could stand that but man just on a monthly basis it, it is it yeah. is rough like reading monthly well, it's like comments. or every three Secret, Secret Wars is like bi-monthly now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so Secret Wars in spite of all that your favourite Marvel comic of the year yeah like I mean I sort of couldn't think of anything else that really jumped out like I think that um, Daredevil finishing up was like I think they wrapped that up really well and I think that Daredevil was consistently one of my favourite Marvel comics like the whole way through um, Ms. Marvel is really good I know I've read some good things at, from Marvel this year but I was really <laughs> struggling to like think back and like what I've actually read but I think The Secret Wars has been like there have been some really standout issues of that and it definitely is one of the few events that had some great tie-ins with the event as well I thought mm. Battle World made some really fun scenarios to create little mini-series out of mm. I really enjoyed 1872 which is the cool cowboy universe one and I loved Weird World written by Jason Aaron as well um, there's some other fun ones in there too Master of Kung Fu I just saw the trade of that the other day and I was like yeah. oh, I really enjoyed that what's the Garth Ennis one? Where, where, monsters oh, where monsters dwell, yeah, monsters dwell. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Yeah. That was pretty good. Um, and uh, Thor's as well, which was mm. uh, which Thor's ties, is great. ties yeah. it, which is the the, the 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 cop procedural version of Thor. So every, it's like it's like a Law and Order, except every single police is a Thor with a hammer, and oh, it's kind of really great like, version of Thor from across it's like the multiverse. Storm, yeah, but she's Thor. So Thor. Like, oh, really? Sick. Yeah, yeah. And this then actually sounds sick. Groot, really but it's a Thor. Like, and his name is Thor every time. Or I am Thor. I think he says. Yeah, that's the idea. Um, and uh, 
that ties into my favorite Marvel comic of the year, which was um, Jason Aaron and Russell Dorderman's uh, Thor run, mm. which uh, was uh, introduced at the end of last year to much controversy because it was revealed that Thor is now a lady. And uh, <gasps> <laughs> thanks, yes. thanks, internet. Um, and uh, I've thought this this book just never stopped being really fun, and mm. uh, it didn't feel gimmicky in the slightest. It you know that you you haven't completely you don't completely lose the male version of Thor. He's still in this book, but you know he's he's not worthy to hold the hammer anymore. And you hear that side of the story, and it's just I don't know. I think it's a really really fun adventure. You know he's going to be fucking Thor again. Of course he is, but. We get this great, and the, the the twist as to who Lady Thor actually is was so so rewarding, mm, yeah. and just it just felt right, especially because mm. they really tried to like make you think it was someone else for the entire run until they reveal it. It was great, really great, really great comics. Yeah, Thor would have to be also like right at the top of my list. I think Nate, I know you love Marvel comics. I love Marvel comics. <laughs> They're the best comics out there. <laughs> uh, I like all those ones you guys said. I I know you're supposed to like all those ones, but I don't, those aren't the ones I really love. X-Men 92. X-Men 92 was the jam. Except someone drew it, like, on the back of their binder. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you drew it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> in high school. Yeah, yeah, totally. It was it was kind of corny, like, that the art didn't stand up. But the, the words were so great. It read, like, the old X-Men Like Claremont stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, Claremont stuff. Which is also, he's my favorite author this year. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, that's my best. That's my number one comics in the game. But uh, there was also um, the cool thing about Battle World I was going to join in before. They had... Um, just all the ill characters. You get to just think of your coolest, weirdest characters and throw them in because it all makes sense in this yep. world where everything can go in. It was though. I think I agree with with Siobhan that Mar- the Secret Wars was the illest because it's the only event that in in Marvel in my mind in the last I don't know how five six events that I haven't been like completely bored of by issue six. Yeah, it's still going. It's still true to the thing. It's still fun. It's still like active. You know, it's not just one corny thing and keep moving. And I feel like the one good thing about it being super delayed is that when it finally finishes, the last three pages of the book won't be ad- advertisements for all of the things that, have, yeah, that yeah, are going to come not. out of the event because they've already started, right? Hopefully. I might be wrong. I'm yeah. probably, I'm, very, yeah. I'm definitely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Vern, how about you, Marvel? Best Marvel of the year? Star Wars. Cool. So, <laughs> yeah, nice. I, um, I lost a lot of like traditional Marvel titles from my pool list every month, but I gained about four new Star Wars yeah. ones this year. So, what were your favorites? Star- well, the, the 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 regular Star Wars ongoing. It's just it's so fun. But it's excellent. Um, I actually really liked it when when Cassidy's run finished and Eminem jumped on. Yeah, because so- it just like. Uh, He's he's just the best. Stuart Eminem, one of the best. He's you know he's got quite a cartoony style, but it just mm. is. It just looks so. And bright. it never used to be like that. I just love his work. It's, it just jumps off the page and makes everything makes everything better. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, the, the entire Star Wars series, the main series, and uh, one of the new events that just uh, started the last couple of months was all written by Jason Aaron, a name which you'll hear multiple times in this episode. Um, uh, so my regular host of Hey Fam is uh, Angus Truscott. He uh, is in Japan right now celebrating his birthday, Christmas, and New Year. Um, and uh, what, what a place to do it, though, right? Um, so he he, uh, start, he got me into comics, but now he only reads Star Wars comics. Um, and uh, I thought, because since he wasn't here, I thought I would invite someone else who only reads Star Wars comics, Alexi Taliopoulos. Yeah, what's up? I love Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars is like my favorite thing of all time. What if, what if they made a werewolf Star Wars comic? That would actually Ooh. be so sick if everyone turned to Wookiees. Like, werewookies. Yeah, werewookies. That'd be so sick. Wasn't that the character that got his arm chopped off in the, in the cantina? 
Oh uh, yeah, the, he's the wolf um, dude. I can't remember his name, but he was uh, he has uh, like testicles on his chin. Is his oh, main thing? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I used to know his name. I had like three different toys of him growing up, and um, <laughs> along with the testicles on yeah, the chin, yeah, he's got like this <laughs> weird thing. Bit. He's got like a ball chin. It's but it's sick. He's one of the great characters from Star Wars universe. Um, yeah, this is actually what Tessie Wolf guy. Into. Yes, <laughs> Star Wars what got me back into comic books this year. So I used to collect like quite regularly in, in high school and then I kind of got off a little bit and just collected trades every now and then and I collected like all the Star Wars Dark Horse stuff but most of it it's so hard to collect all of it but now where it's like oh it's achievable I can start again and just collect everything mm. so I've read every single Star Wars comic this year and it's been a mixed bag uh, <laughs> but for, oh, most of all I really liked it a lot could you rank them from worst to best for me? Yeah, I actually wrote down a yes. ranking system. <laughs> My man. Lando is number one, yep. unequivocally. Lando is the sickest. Charles Sewell and Alex Maleev. Yeah. One of my favorite Marvel books of the year as well. I would say it's my favorite Marvel book of the year. Probably my favorite comic book of the year as well because I think it did the right thing That said, you only read about seven. Yeah, well, it's true. <laughs> I wrote some other ones down, but that's mainly it. But it's the best. It's so good because it's. I think it does it right. Like It just tells a small story from the Star Wars universe that has some bigger ramifications, but it's mainly about world building. And I think that's the thing I've been most disappointed with in the Disney uh, takeover from Star Wars. There hasn't been so much world building, exploration of planets and all that kind of stuff with lore. It's all been about characters. I mean, that's sick as well, but I like to have everything. And um, so <laughs> Lando, oh, no. number one. Number two, Kanan, the last Padawan. Wow. It's a spin-off of Rebels. Oh, I think it's really sick because it's kind of in the in-between little bit of Clone Wars, a little bit of uh, more original trilogy stuff. And I think it's a great character. It's more of a character study than a lot of the other books. I read the first two issues and I wasn't super into it, but I'm not like a huge extended universe yeah. Star Wars person. So maybe yeah, there were... Do you, have to have re- do you have to have watched the series to enjoy the... the I think it helps, but it, you don't, I don't think you have to have because it's kind of filling in his backstory rather than like what he's up to this day in time. Mm. And... Um, I think the art's really good. I think of the Star Wars comics. Squeeze me. I think uh, probably that and Chewbacca are my favorite art because it's just yeah, a little bit Phil different. Phil art and the Chewbacca. Yeah, Chewbacca yeah. looks yeah. beautiful. Uh, next, I've got uh, Shattered Empire, which is the Great journey of Force Awakens. I think it's pretty cool. Nice short run, only four issues, so you don't have to like worry too much about weird stuff going on. I found that kind of pointless. Yeah, it's pointless, but it was cool. But it's like your, about who fourth, your is. third favorite? Yeah, because <laughs> the other ones I was a bit more disappointed by. Right. I think Darth Vader was pretty good. That's my next one. Uh, it starts out really strong, but I think it kind of gets a bit weaker when it starts introducing all these other characters that the Emperor is like testing out to be mm. his new Darth Vader apprentices. Like some cyborg Mon Calamari, which is pretty shit. That's Admiral Akbar, but with the robot body. Um, and then some like fake clone twins that he invented. It's too much. It was too comic booky for me when it got to that point. Just like introducing That's all offensive. these weird characters. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's, it felt false to Star Wars. That was the point where I stopped reading that series as well. Yeah. I can't quit I have to keep going that's because I need to know everything that's happening in the universe that's very comic booky yeah that's true <laughs> and then uh, Leia I liked Leia a lot because it's the same thing as Lando small story some bigger ramifications more of a character study teaches you more about uh, who Leia is as a person adds some depth to that character and then Chewbacca 
Are you seriously about to put Star Wars I'm as your least Star favorite? Wars as the bottom <laughs> one. Um, I'm putting Star Wars as the bottom one because words. it's <laughs> like they forget that Empire Strikes Back is the next movie. It's like, oh, we got to do a sequel to Star Wars rather than remembering where they need to get to. Like you. Luke Skywalker has like three different encounters with Darth Vader in like the first issue. And it's like, <clears> no, but they their first big encounter is in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. What are you doing? That has so much weight to it. Why are you taking the weight and gravity away from this situation? And then like it's just adding in all this stuff that's now canon that so I So you felt. don't want new characters. No, I but want But you new don't characters. want the other characters that already exist. Already. I wanted new characters to be so cool if they were just like You just want maps. Just well, yeah. I, want I want them to draw detailed aliens. No, it's just I think they could have taken it in more directions, like make them face off against new villains, different threats and stuff, rather than hey, we got to get Darth Vader, we got to get Luke to fight Darth Vader, and Han has a wife which he doesn't really and stuff like that. I think it was kind of mm. interesting. I liked that storyline because it smelt more, felt more small and contained. But he, I don't know. It was the one I was most disappointed by. But I still read every single issue, and I, won't, I probably will never stop. <laughs> Maybe that's like because it was such good, like it was such a good comic book. Maybe mm. that's why we enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I'm having fun but, reading it, but at the same time, it's yeah. just like. But you want to see Chewbacca fight werewolves? Yeah, and Chewbacca. <laughs> that's kind of why I did like the Chewbacca one because he goes and fights like slavers, and you get like a cool insight into his character. But I felt. The main one, when it was great, it was really good. Like that Obi Wan standalone episode was the best. That was amazing. That was I the only one I missed. Oh, really? <laughs> it's, it's sold out before I could get to it. I'll give yeah. you my copy. I would like it back, but it's so good. Like, it's so good. It's like that movie you dream of. Just like Obi Wan, like being a fucking samurai cowboy on Tatooine fighting gangsters. It's so good. And. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted more of. Like, I like the Star Wars annuals that came out this year as well, the Darth Vader annual and the Star Wars annual, because it was the same kind of thing. Would you have liked the ongoing more if um, it was a series of Darth Vader just arriving just as Luke left? Yeah, I probably <laughs> would. Damn it! I, think I probably would have. I probably Why would have. does this keep happening? I just missed yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great. I reckon you should pitch that. <laughs> that's a great idea. Sounds good. It's like Ferris Bueller's day off. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, did you have a favorite Marvel book this year? Yeah, I had to. Uh, I had to agree with Siobhan as well. I like New Avengers too. Hickman's New Avengers, leading into into Secret Wars. Um, it's been a pretty long term story. It's it's you know you, you've got Avengers or New Avengers, but at least New Avengers is refined to that that sort of like Illuminati idea that they spun off with, and, and he's and he really fleshed out like characters like Namor and Black Panther, and and uh, and I thought that was really cool. Um, <clears throat> But uh, the guys all know I really love my amazing Spider-Man. I was going to bring that up at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. So um, <clears throat> I think what we had the um, uh, the sort of Spider-Verse stuff this year too. So it's almost like Spider-Man sliders, like <laughs> multidimensional. Finally, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, I think it's it's been really consistently good from from Dan. I think he he um, you know if if uh, if you're a old 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 time reader like me you know um you, you're getting all these fresh cool ideas it's always this weird getting this cool balance of, of a peter parker story or a spider-man story and in the past you've either had them you know maybe a couple of cool ideas to change peter up or it's just more of a spider-man sort of story and i think dan 
has come up with something really cool for for now. For Peter Parker's running late for work. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got school tomorrow. Hope he doesn't yeah, run late for that yeah, too. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah. how long has Dan Slott been writing this current Spider-Man run? Uh, I feel like we've it's been we've years. it's it's we, been years, close it's, to a decade. It, it, it feels oh, like you can so. almost call it the the Dan Slott era of Spider-Man. Yeah. We've, we've met Dan maybe about like three or four times at different yeah. Comic Cons. It's how how sort of how long it's been. You know, we don't get to meet too many people. But um, he's 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 a really approachable guy. He's he's, he's um he's still he's so excited about writing. Excited, and he's this a, book he's a he's real writing fanboy well, like, for the material. I mean, I think I I was speaking to Dan at a con two or three years ago, talking about obscure characters spawned out of Spider-Man and how he wanted to do a Prowler story, and uh, I hadn't actually seen anything in the in the issues with it, but. Um, in more recent times, you know, you're getting this thing with Peter being kind of like a poor man's Tony Stark. He's uh, he's playing the whole Spidey as my bodyguard, kind of like how Tony did with the with the armor in the in the in the '90s. But it's but it's Prowler in the suit, sort of like getting around. And um, yeah, yeah, I think if you if you if you still want that kind of you know what Marvel are doing with you know there's there's a little bit of an oversaturation with, with sort of Spidey stuff. You got you got mm-hmm. Silk who's coming out of it. An alternate universe, Spider Gwen. You've got Web Warriors, which is kind of off the back of Spider Verse, and you got Spider Woman. You got lots of stuff. Twenty ninety nine, two Spider Man books too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, if you if you want that that kind of old feel of Spidey, you could go to Miles Morales, who's who's you know you know you you're more fifteen year old Spidey again. Running late for school, running yeah, late for work, yeah. the whole shebang. Yeah, you want angry. <laughs> yeah, you want you want sort of like a, a sad, angry Spider Man. Read twenty ninety nine or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you have a yeah, lot of um, Spider-Man options. There is a Spider-Man yeah. book for literally every person in your family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it just seems to be working, I think. You know, we had Humberto Ramos doing the art for a long time too, which was really fun. I think the current artist is uh, Giuseppe Comincoli, mm-hmm. who's who's great as well. But um, yeah, yeah, I've, um, I love that series. I just can't put it down a lot of the time. So It's really yeah. it's a really good binge read too if you save them up for a year and just smash out the entire year. That's a, that's a good weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it is fun getting to it. see like a writer write a series for that long these days because I feel like you don't get that that much and so watching him develop his version of Peter has been really fun mm. I yeah. went into Kings the other day just as a side note and I was talking to um, Nick son of owner George and he told me that the Ooh. only comic book that he reads <laughs> is Silk and I was like that yeah. is hilarious but also excellent I'm quite <laughs> enjoying that book yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we, we probably uh, surprisingly, sell more silk than we do Spider Gwen. Even though Spider Gwen, really? Spider Gwen, you'd think would be would be really popular. She's a great idea, but you she know, seems really like Tumblr and meany. Yeah, yeah. Silk, Silk is just spawned out of Spider Verse. She's she's someone that was bitten by the same radioactive spider as as Peter. But people love that series. It's really great. It's uh, it's got a it's got a fun story. And the people love really getting cool. bitten by spiders. Yeah, yeah. Um, Caitlin, did you read more Marvel books than you did DC? I did. I have to say, uh, Ms. Marvel's. I just I thought that launch run of Kamala, the Kamala Khan character was near perfect. I, totally, I hundred percent agree with it. That was, arc was brilliant. Oh, it was so good. Um, I love you know everything from the kind of the establishment and the way, I mean the way it brought in the um, like kind of her background um, without it being sort of you know preachy or anything. It was just really natural. Um, you know, the, it established the family life really well and the kind of the way it made those like as an origin story it made those inherent tensions between like her background and her lifestyle and her family and stuff both new and different and also the same as any you know any teenage superhero it's very much like a really classic Spider-Man feel to a lot of it um and also the way it slowly kind of brought in well it sort of immediately brought in um her as 
I think it's a really good introduction for anyone who's coming into it like via um, the MCU because you know it's in you know she really idolizes the Avengers um, and uh, it's and particularly you know to have a um, looking up to Carol Danvers is a really nice thing because you know she's she's establishing that there's a female superhero to look up to mm-hmm. but then the way it also brings into like the way she exists both as a sort of a, an Avengers fangirl and as a superhero is a really nice like that's done really well and when Wolverine turns up um, the way that was brought into um, where the X-Men continuity the X mm-hmm. one of the many X continuities were um at the time and um, the way that the sort of weakened Wolverine allowed her to sort of step up and take control that was a really lovely I I wasn't sure about the the inventor was a really fun villain um, but I'm not quite sure like it was a little bit like what it's a budgie it's a budgie robot like (laughs) so that was a little bit strange at first like well they're just going straight for it with that with that um, first villain so yeah I, I just thought it was a beautiful run yeah, I thought it began really, really well. And I feel like all of the, 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 the beats that they were hitting that you, you think, you know, you've seen a million takes on, like like you said, all that classic Spider-Man feel to it. Mm. Um, I thought they always did a slightly different, really, really lovely kind of different take on, on, on those elements. But then I thought all of the big superhero shit that they did was just never handled as well as the rest of the book no but i I mean it was as much about being a teenager as it was about being a superhero i mean look you know the whole you know origin story of your superpowers as a metaphor for puberty is not a new one but you know um they they did lean hard on the teenage side of the book but yeah, and I love the teenage side of the things. If it was just a book about her being a teenager with superpowers that didn't tie into the Marvel universe, I think I would love it so much more. Mm. But every time they tried to tie into something, actually, that, that said, they did tie into the Battle World stuff. I thought that was a really beautiful arc where, yeah. where the original Ms. Marvel, now Captain Marvel, comes to help her out. I thought it was a really beautiful story. But then when it, they relaunched with a new number one a couple months ago, I just found that whole thing just so underwhelming. It's like, I'm in the Avengers now, but I've still got boy problems. What yeah. am I going to do next? <laughs> and I, I, I tapped out. I wish they hadn't gone straight for that. It's just like, I know that that was, a re- that was such a strong, beautiful ending, the way it kind of led into, um, you know, like the end of Secret Wars. And, and that, that's a hard thing to do, to go straight, to go from like an origin, like a launch run hmm. like that, straight into an event like that. Just, you know, like, oh shit, I just got here kind of thing. Um, yeah, but I didn't think they explained it really well. Um, and I think with with the Secret Wars delays, I think there were some issues with the way um, that we were supposed to understand exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I'm still going to keep reading it because um, I love uh, G. Willow Wilson's writing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I love is the best too. Yeah. What's oh, got Alphonse. A- uh, Adrian, Adrian Alphonse. Alphonse. Yeah. He did all the original Runaway stuff. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's really cool to see how his styles developed. I think it's a lot more like. Well, I guess it was always manga influenced. But um, it's much more refined. It's definitely beautiful, refined. like really beautiful. Just the line work. I sit there, like you know, mm. freaking out of it, going, "Oh, look at her hair!" <laughs> so the coloring is is amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It kind of all well, combines together. That early spread when she walks into the um, the Terrigen Mist, and um, there's like sloths and Iron Man, and you know, mm. and mist and shit. It's beautiful. It's so pretty. So, I, th- I thought yeah. that they would definitely stick to that as as like Bill has the new. Spider-Man. Hmm. Well, that's what I thought. Like, I mean, I think that she's easily the most successful new superhero that we've seen, like, across the board in a really long time. Yeah. And I think that the Spider-Man comparison is, like, super apt because, like, Peter Parker was introduced as, like, a character that, you know, people who read comics could identify with. And so mm. it makes a lot of sense to have Kamala be, like, a comic book nerd. And I think that she's sick. Um, and I just hope that it 
continues. I could probably do it, it with less, it, 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 mm, yeah, hmm. boy troubles. Yeah. But that's yeah. fine. I wish that I wish they kept that as more of like a unrequited, like just kept that going. Baby, we all, we all got him. We all got boy problems. <laughs> drag it out, guys. Have you learned nothing from We're, anyone? Yeah, like Always it sucks drag it once out. they get together. Jeez. Yeah. So Ms. Marvel, Secret Wars, Thor, and uh, Star Wars, either the the main series or. <laughs> A spin-off, Lando. depending on how much you like werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> They're the hot Marvel picks from us. Marvel put out a lot of good stuff this year, and they relaunched a lot of things, and I feel like it's going to be a pretty exciting post-Secret Worlds world for them next year. A weird one, though, given that a lot of their best creators have uh, have uh, have quit, or, like, or are taking a little bit of a break after all the big stories this year, but who knows? Could be It could be as good as this year. Um, let's move on to Image. Um, So Image is easily the uh, publisher that I read the most comics from this year. I think um, every every week would I would get between six and ten new 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 comics from Image, which is just an an insane amount of comics to get through. Mm. Um, And uh, they're all very very different. Um, What what separates Image the most from uh, Marvel and DC, or pretty much what separates almost every comic publisher more than Marvel DC, is that it's not you know every single comic is completely independent of the other ones. It's not some big shared universe. Um, Siobhan, have you got a favorite? image that you want to kick us off with yeah absolutely and i think this is nate's favorite image comic of the year as well I'm not sure yet. oh okay um <laughs> <laughs> i'll agree with you dear <laughs> um it's material by alice cott well um, shit yeah that was um probably my favorite it was one of my all-time like one of my favorite comics of the year um easily my favorite alice cott uh, comic who I think is really good if you haven't um, checked out any of his work Alice Cott Puck, uh, <laughs> Alice Cott puts out about like 50 comics a week yeah with he's Image. super prolific and every cover looks exactly the same he has a style I guess but like in the same way Hickman does you know um, but I think that Material was a very like interesting very different comic to everything else we've seen from um, Image this year like we get a lot of sci-fi series and horror series and magical series and this was a very sort of slice of life interesting anthology style book that um i just really enjoyed and i thought it was really like quite a special little series and um i enjoyed it a lot cool um we're all gonna have i reckon runners up so let's oh, just yeah, each say sure. one and then we'll do like some uh, some some secret nate nate go on, don't I'm go anywhere my paper. your paper <laughs> <laughs> nate tell us your favorite image book i i say Saga. Still. Even though it's still... Uh, that's kind of boring, but it's like Biggie. You know, like he just wins every time. <laughs> yeah. Like no matter it's what. It's like the Beatles. Like, what are you going to say? Like, No, it's like Biggie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Saga was my, is my number one because it has to be. And then my honorable mention is Island. But then I also changed my mind and wanted to put Headlopper. I forgot about that. We so said one comic, Nate. Yeah, you know what? I said three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but Saga should win. Yeah. I think Saga, like, it still is a really riveting, amazing comic that, that every month you finish the issue and you're like, what the fuck are they going to do next? Yeah. How are they going to get out of this one? Yeah. <laughs> um, and, it's, and it's a real sad comic yeah. as well. It's it really- so imaginative as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it, they couldn't make it into a film unless it was animated or something. Like, that, I, that's why I love Saga so much because it's such, it could only live as a comic book. Yeah. yeah, I swear to God, that, you know, Vaughn's got like a little trope wheel in his house. We're talking about spins. Brian K. Vaughn, who is the author of Saga, alongside oh. Fiona Staples. Continue. Yeah, yeah um, it, it, I, I don't know how they think up anything. Yeah. <laughs> like every time you think they're going to go one way, they go the other. It's, and, it's a know, piece it's, of celery with long legs, boobs and sunglasses. <laughs> and it's also <laughs> sexy and smart and deeply flawed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's yeah, it's beautiful. Like you know, um, the little, you know, even the little minor characters, like even the little seal guy. I love the goose. Little, yeah. yeah, goose. I love so him good. so much, and he's such a little badass. Yeah. Yeah, you can't like. I mean, Brian K. Bourne has had a pretty stellar year all up. I think you know, like there have been some delays on Saga, which obviously sucks, but we got. Paper but, Girls but and I don't really Santa count Bart it as a delay it. because you you get your six issues, then you yeah. get a wait, and then yeah. you get six more issues. They're really really like good like that. Yeah, that's true. Um, we, we're going to talk about Brian Cable when I reckon when we get to the best author. That's my yeah. like little hot tip for those oh, that yeah. want to know what's coming up soon. <laughs> um, Caitlin, you didn't have much to say during DC and Marvel. Actually, you had Chili's to say during Marvel. Don't worry about it, Vern. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, Caitlin. What was your favorite right. image book? I've got to say, Bitch Planet. I love it so so much. So like, this is uh, by Kelly Sue DeConnick and who does art? Valdelandro. Um, so yeah, like I mean, and it's not just because they've got you know these amazing essays um, by prominent feminist writers in the back matter. Like, um, probably why I read comics. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not sure, like, quite how many people. I mean, you know, you guys who actually work in a store would, would know how many people who aren't, you know, ladies are, are buying it every week. But it's actually one of the best sort of grindhouse style comics i've ever seen mm. um you know the, and even even the covers like i want to i want a poster of every single one of them my twitter name for most of the year was like one a throwaway gag from the um fake um ads on the back like the world building is so good like the way how, that, how many people got that Dirk? um a couple but i married all of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just done just like oh yeah your husband of sherry Alabama. <laughs> um so yeah so just the way it, it's kind of built the way it extrapolates you know um a, a world where the patriarchy is basically out of control and does run everything in this really overt sort of way such crazy um, fantasy how did they come up with it yeah, I, who knows yeah <laughs> um but yeah but it's also just got awesome you know characters the way i mean even the way delandra like draws women's bodies is really cool and interesting and characters like penny roll piece of celery with boots yeah (laughs) (laughs) there is one of those yeah um but yeah and it's just it's just a fun as hell comic with this really fuck you in your face feminism to it and Mm. you know if someone happens to pick it up because it you know looks badass and then ends up reading a like an essay by Lindy West in the back then <laughs> yeah all the better but that's pretty fun but like I've uh, I, it was a toss up I, I figured somebody else is going to say sex criminals but I'm also we can talk more about sex criminals when we get to best author and best artist because that's what I'm going to talk about I that thought a lot. for sure you were going to say Wicked and Divine but we can get to that later too we can get mm. to that later too I, 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 yeah <laughs> oh god yeah I've got a lot to say about image this year it's just incredible Scott how about you uh, I was going to say Southern Bastards mm. was also something that's uh, always... Jason Aaron there's, there's, Jason there's, there's obviously really like Saga and Southern Bastards, some really good series. One I really enjoyed was um, was Rumble this year. It was called Rumble. Uh, I want to say it was John... Ar- John Arcudi. Arcudi, who's worked on some BPRD, and it, and it has that kind of feel to it, like a, like a Hellboy kind of like meets uh, Conan the Barbarian. So, so it's sort of like... Um, uh, kind of like a like a science fantasy horror sort of like, um, but it's like uh, set in more like modern urban urban times. Like you know this this crazy scarecrow creature kind of like walks into a bar and then kills this this demon that's posing as a human in in the bar. And it's it's got this this crazy mix of supporting characters. It, it's it's really beautifully drawn. To, and you, and you get I'm like a throwaway cool. moment from one of those weird characters, and then suddenly the next like issue like oh wow they're a, they're a main character moment now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've really enjoyed like uh, there's been just one trade of it so far, but it's um no, I think it's it's the storytelling is really beautiful. It's um uh it, it sort of 
little bit similar to Headlopper this year was another really good series I, mm. I liked from Image. Um, they're always surprising me, new stuff coming through. But Rumble I really enjoyed just as, a, as an overall story. So Rumble reads a lot better as a trade than it does um, week it does. to week. Cause it it does. Is, it's hard to remember what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and uh, and a, few, a few Image comics really suffer from that, I feel like. It's the one, if, I, if I'm going to say one bad thing about Image this year, it's that a lot of their authors... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Write for trades, not single issues. Yeah. I think most authors write like that these days. I feel like there's fuck them all. Yeah, fuck <laughs> yeah, them yeah. All. no, I feel like not uh, Bitch Planet. Yeah. Uh, I think oh no, Bitch Planet reads pretty well issue to issue. And I was going to say if you like um, feminist grindhouse comics, Alex DeCampi's work on the Grindhouse series from Dark Horse has been really good this year, Super and some fun. of their was cool. really fun. good. I like that series a lot. Um, well, it's kind of like East of West. You could only read that in trade, really. Yeah, yeah, I, I, read, I, I read, read that week. I actually read that month to month now. This year, it's, it's actually a lot more easier to follow than it was last year. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, come in again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Van, you want to talk about some uh, image comics you liked this year? All right, he's good, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I think it started in 2014, but finished this year. Well, 2000, 2015 is... Um, uh, Starlight, yeah, oh, Mark, yeah. Mark Millar yeah. and I um, really like that artist name. Um, Goran, is it Goran Pavlov? Yeah, Pavlov? That's it. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pavlov mm. or something like that. Pavlov, yeah, Pavlov. yeah. He, that was really cool. That I was really the um, that. the Christmas present to many relatives this year. I really I try and buy like there are certain relatives that I try and buy comic books for, and that is like if you were looking for a trade. Like that's you know like five issues and done. Yeah, a really really great great standalone. Story. Sorry, right? yeah. I mean like you should describe it. But yeah, no 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 no. <laughs> no you're right. It's, it's it's a good standalone book. Um, uh, you know, uh, Flash Gordon, um, uh, kind of storyline. Um, he's a he's a, a, a an astronaut or sorry test pilot that goes to uh, finds himself in another dimension and then um, saves that dimension. Saves that dimension. Comes back to Earth. Um, to a fairly ordinary life where nobody believes oh. him, and then um, grows uh, old. Yeah, 
in his uh, yeah, like in in his like old age to the dad in Incredibles being a former hero, yeah. and and then going to pretty much yeah, but just, at least at least his life. family believe him. His family yeah. don't even believe yeah. him yeah. in Starlight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's really yeah, it's really like heartbreaking. Kind of, Those kind of that sad. first like issue is really yeah. heartbreaking, but. So fucking great! Yeah. It's a great story. A good payoff at the end. Like it's just yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. start to finish. I, I, if they treat if they treated it as a really simple story and didn't try and add anything to it, that would be the best movie mm. as well. Mm. They just yeah. be like, Yo, let's make this like a seventy minute sci fi awesome yeah. story. It, that, that, that would be perfect movie fodder. But yeah, it, I mean, like Milas probably written that for yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. for the screen. And I've got to. I probably won't get to him when we talk about the, my favorite authors of the year. But I have to give a shout out to Mark Millar for writing. Like having a comeback year almost. Mm. It started last year, but this year as well, he had a few great releases. But he's just, yeah, I, I thought I really hated Mike Muller. And he's put out five really good series in the last year. Mm. And Starlight's the absolute best of them. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, if you're definitely yeah. looking for a cheap trade that's, uh, you know, going to take up an hour of your time, but then you'll revisit it for another hour again yeah. and again. Yeah. Starlight. Yeah. I thought Copperhead was also a good runner up. Copperhead well. is excellent. Yeah. I would agree with that as well. Yeah. Um, we've got Alexi. Um, this is actually one that you put me onto. I've read a few Image Comics this year. You're gonna say the fade out? Yeah, the man. Son of a gun. Oh, I was gonna so say that one good. too. It's so it's good. So good. So fade. Is it perfect? It, oh, I think it's, I all, I think it's close it yet, to perfect. Like, it's as, so a, as a as a sort of as the yeah. LA noir kind of, which is a specific subgenre, yeah. really. But it just hits all those beats so perfectly. It's like ah, oh. like not even just that. It's like set in like this really well realized old Hollywood, mm. and it feels real. Like yeah. it feels real. Like I love old Hollywood movies. And I love like the backstories behind those films as well. It's perfect. And the fade out, we've gotten eleven of twelve issues so far. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was hoping it would have come out in the yeah, last week, so we could have actually reviewed it as an entire piece. But Siobhan and I got the honor of doing that next month. Um, the fade out is written by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips, who are, have got to be the best duo um, in working in comics. Um, they've done numerous things, uh, criminal and uh, all kinds of shit. Incognito. Was Incognito. Yeah, that was yeah, a real yeah, fun, pulpy thing as well. Yeah. Um, but Fade Out might be the best thing they've ever done together and the yeah. best thing they've done individually too. The way Phillips draws faces, like with this really emotional specificity, like you can, you know, the, the what they're saying and what their faces um, yeah. are looking like actually match, which is surprisingly difficult to like, do. That's what, while I'm reading it, I'm like, this feels like the perfectly cast movie. Like yeah. you mm. just look at all the faces like, oh yes, I know who that is. I know who they are, everything. You're so right. It's perfect. I, I refuse to have books that start with the art of in my uh, mm. in my bookshelf, but I excuse it for the art of Sean Phillips. It's a really good <laughs> book. Highly recommended. The guy's got to be one of the best artists working in comics and every new issue you get by him, like like Darwin Cook or someone like that, you're mm. like, oh, I can't believe we got a new issue by Sean mm. Phillips. That's really exciting. Yeah, yeah, The Fade Out's also my favorite image book of the year. Yeah, thanks for showing it to me. Uh, closely Special f- shout out to Velvet as well. Is that what you- yeah, Velvet yeah, by Velvet. Ed Brubaker and um, Sean- Steve Epting. Yeah. Real, real sick. Um, like a spy, well. spy comic, but the spy in question is the secretary of the, uh, uh, you know, British James Bond equivalent agency. It's mm. awesome. Um, Second, very, very close second um, is Southern Bastards, which is a comic that came out last year. It was my favorite comic of last year. And I think had an even stronger comic. And even, yeah, I think even had an even stronger year this year. Uh, it's written by Jason Aaron and uh, Jason Latour. It's all about living in the South in Alabama, uh, where it's, you know, one issue will be all about a gritty um, upbringing of someone. The next issue will be all about football. The next issue will be about like a backwater church. They took a, they spent the last few issues instead of like moving the story on 
in like a traditional way they've kind of spotlighted all these different characters that you haven't seen much of in the book so far and they've slowly advanced in the story but it's such a rewarding experience and um last year i also thought sex criminals were one of the best comics of the year but this this year they've done something similar and i don't think they're doing it like that they're spotlighting on new characters each each issue, issue introducing new ones and i think that they do it a lot more stronger in um in uh southern bastards i agree yeah um, I have a few. I have a few quick special mentions for Image as well. Please. That's all right. Uh, only three issues in, but Greg Rucker's and Nicholas Scott's Black Magic. Yep. Issue beautiful. three just came out. It's amazing. It's such a beautiful book. Some of the best work Nicholas done. Mm. Great, solid Greg Rucker story. Really, really highly recommend. It's sort of a cop procedural slash Black Magic kind of story involving like flashbacks to witch burnings, and it's all this beautiful washed out black and white gray palette with loads of shading and it's really special I you think. don't see enough like grayscale comics I don't mm, think. absolutely like and the, like what she does with light the way she the yeah. way scott draws light in that is incredible very very beautiful um also as nate mentioned island which is brandon graham's um anthology series if you like anthology series or if you like weird sci-fi or like even just an interesting look at some of the more indie pockets of comic books it's a great introduction and it's a it's consistently really excellent um, I have to give a mention to Satellite Sam by Matt Fraction and Howard Chaikin for being you're one disgusting. Of- <laughs> <laughs> you read that though, right? No. It was one of the most rewarding endings. I just, I cannot, I find Howard Chaikin really hard to read. But that like, book, hard that to read panel him, to panel. No, it wouldn't have worked with any other artist, I yeah. don't think. It was, such a, it was such a gross, gritty, mm. sleazy book, but it was so, so awesome. And the ending of that is just so great and they are, they are doing more issues at, at, you know, when they decide to in the future but you know, if, it, if they never came back they wrap it up really beautifully yeah I think that's one of Matt Fraction's special powers is finding the right like working with the right artist for the right project I mm. think he always chooses really well we almost p- picked, uh, plucked uh, Chip Zdarsky out of nowhere for yeah. Sex Criminals um, and uh, yeah um, Descender is another one by Jeff yeah. Lemire and uh, Dustin Nguyen <laughs> which is like a um, feels like an Amblin movie mm. um, it's about a uh, uh, a, a robot um, like companion for a kid but it's a greater epic than that it's all about it's about basically like everyone in the world also in the universe trying to hunt down every robot and destroy every robot after the robots revolt against humanity uh, but it's Brutal. really really sweet and fun and beautifully drawn by Dustin mm. Nguyen yeah Image had like I mean in any given week there was always a contender for best comic of the year so yeah. Image definitely wins and I think everyone unanimously would say so like yes, publisher yeah. of the year we're all nodding right now <laughs> it's great podcast fodder yeah. um, so before we get to our favourite artist and our favourite author of the year I think we should talk about the most disappointing things of the year yeah. um, keep it brief not too much hate but is there anything that really really got you got you pissed off in comics this year Age of Apocalypse it sucked it was it was like the be- it was like the best. Oh, what, Age of Apocalypse <laughs> is not. He's not talking about the story from the eighties. <laughs> no, no, they did it. They, they, they did, made they it. They tried to do like a, in Battle World. Yeah, which was like you know universally everyone knows it's the best. You know, it was one of the best alternate timelines. One of the finally they did an alternate timeline that worked. And it's one that they revisit. Like, I mean, Rick Remender yeah. revisited it really yeah, yeah. well in his um, Uncanny X Force run. Um, and they have proven to be able to revisit that world and do it really well. But yeah, I mean, I don't think any X Men besides X Men ninety two. Any X Men book really got a good shine during Battle World. Not really. I mean, this whole year, really, to be honest, any there was no real X Men that made me go like, "This is dope." 
yeah, all the X Men stuff was pretty was pretty poor, yeah. pretty weak. Yeah, um, Mister Sinister he, showed even up. Even the yeah. Old Man Logan was was, yeah, was yeah. not too bad, but it, but it, it tended to jump all over the place because yeah. fucking yeah. Bendis wrote it. He's yeah. like the kid yeah. going like, I guess this isn't too bad. The first issue, and then the, like, like the last issue, he's like, Why the fuck did I read every issue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of those comic <laughs> series is like a, a means to an end. Like they want Old Man Logan in the, in their in their normal yeah. canon, and and it was just like, let's just get him there. Let's just do this this fluff. Sort the of stuff only X book which I would say was pretty good and actually really good this year is the um, current Wolverine series which stars X-23 the female Wolverine clone as the main Wolverine and comic she's in, books <laughs> she's in like the classic like blue and yellow costume and she's like teaming up with some she thought they were evil but they're actually good clones of her sick Kind of like really the, like it. Good art. Uh, all, all new Wolverines is yeah, like, all new Wolverines, orphan yeah. black Wolverine is, is what we're calling it in the show <laughs> sort of thing so yeah um, we uh, began the podcast by talking about how much we liked Grant Morrison's Multiversity, and I got to say, one of the most disappointing moments this year was his book Nameless that he wrote with yes. um, his uh, Batman Inc. collaborator. Um, what's his name? Chris Burnham. Burnham. That's it. Um, it was, was a stuff? sci-fi horror kind of book, and the first few issues were like, you know, like, oh yeah, it's kind of you know typical Grant Morrison gobbledygook, but then. It got quite good in the third and fourth issue, and I'm like, cool. And then the last issue, like the most recent issue, came out, and I, I was like, it ended, and I was like, uh, what the fuck just happened? And then I realized that it was the last issue of the entire series, and that was it. And I, I, it's very rare for me to like suddenly get surprised by the end of something in that didn't feel like the end at all. And it just was like, you know, it just felt just like absolute fucking nonsense for the sake of being nonsense. I thought you were going to say Klaus and I was going to be really upset. Yo, I, I really love Klaus. I really enjoyed that so far. So I was like, after that, I'm like, fuck it. That was so bad. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to bend this Morrison and not mm. read anything he's, ever, he's written. He's going to write from this point forward. Then I'm like, wait, he's retelling the Santa Claus origin yeah. story. I'm going to read that. <laughs> and I'll probably buy his Wonder Woman Earth One book that comes I out know, next year I'm too. I'm so excited about that. People yeah. are already complaining about it on the internet. Oh, amazing. But um, I'm still down. He's so capable of writing the best comics ever, but once in a while he's like, I'm going to write a comic that just doesn't it's make just any terrible. fucking sense. <laughs> and, uh, he's yeah. been writing one more for it. ages. Like, he's yeah, been, he's been it's writing in the works for, for so yeah. long, so I really hope it's going to be awesome. I'm also going to express disappointment at the world um, for making me the only person that I know that reads Stray Bullets and Sex month to month. I can't talk about it with anyone, and they're like two of the most like rich stories that I read each month and I don't know anyone on the fucking planet that reads them so if you, if you read either of those two books and, the, and also um, Warren Ellis's uh, books that came out this year Injection and Trees I really really love reading those but they're books that I, like, I finish and I, they just stay in my head and I have to invent friends to talk to <laughs> them with I'm with you and on those trees. friends are dicks yeah. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to Black Vortex fuck Black Vortex oh. yeah. mm. that was- hated it that was the uh, so Guardians bored. of the Galaxy yeah. and yeah. X Men crossover. Oh, yeah, that oh, yeah. sucked. That yeah, sucked yeah. so hard. But but it had that art by like Jock or Santorino, whatever, whichever one that is. Uh, that was two totally random. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, wasn't it like the art? Wasn't it Nick Bradshaw or something was, like that? Like Ed the art McGinnis, Adam. Uh, oh. Ed McGuinness. Um, Ed McGuinness. Yeah, though. it worked on yeah. a lot of Hulk stuff. And, it was pretty, yeah. but the story sucked so much. Like there was barely a story. It's just like it's there's things on this planet. Now it's on this planet, and then everyone. That's a Marvel event. What up? Yeah. Yeah, welcome to mainstream. No, it's a Bendis event. Yeah, no, right. yeah, I should just stay in my little image hole, really, shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. Like he thought he'd uh, throw his hat in. I'll, I'll come up with um, 
you know something new for the Marvel mythology, like this this black vortex, this mirror, or something. And it basically, it just felt makes like it kind people of, evolve into their Pokemon. Kind of like, final but Pokemon form. evolve yeah. like up, like like this is next level of beast. Yeah, yeah. Did anyone read the um, Ultimate End comic that Bendis wrote for Battle World? Because I mean, we yes. all read a bunch of Ultimate Universe stuff, I'm sure. And you know, I read a hundred and something issues of the Ultimate Spider-Man run, and then the the um, you know the 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 relaunch of it all, and and all of the ultimate stuff originally and like you know yeah they, they fucked around with a lot of the ultimate stuff but i actually really liked the hickman ultimate stuff that was really good <laughs> that was Did good you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And surprise the, surprise um, yeah yeah but uh they got bendis to say farewell to it and i heard i didn't read it because fuck bendis but i heard that it was like <laughs> the ultimate fuck bendis bible like it like just one of the mo- biggest messes like just it used to be so good though. it used to be so good it used man. to be very good I reread yeah. the Alias series yeah. before the, um, Jessica Jones started and it like I, I you know and, and I also read like all of his old self-release stuff like Goldfish and stuff like that again yeah. recently and the first Powers stuff like they're all really really good um, even even like the kind of Jessica Jones entering the Marvel Universe as the reporter for um, what's that on the Pulse or something like that mm. that's actually still pretty fun yeah, never read that. But yeah, even going back to like Alias, when he's yeah. when he he uh, first brought about the new Avengers, and that was fun. That was yeah, fun and then I mean even with the David Finch artist. <laughs> but uh, I mean like yeah, like that was really fun. But now he just he just keeps doing the same story with and the same like, characters and the same voices for each character. And he just keeps like marrying Kitty Pride off to whoever is his favorite character at that point. And I'm just like, yeah. leave, leave Kitty yeah, alone. Yeah. 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 She's been through enough. Have, has his obvious favorites and, yeah. and and dislikes of you know some character. I think he's killed Vision two or three times. And, and, <laughs> and you know, new new Avengers kind of evolved into like Luke Cage's Avengers yeah. eventually. Yeah, which at times is good, but uh, All right, so yeah. Bendis sucks. Yeah. Well, what else disappointed you guys this year? Is there anything we should mention, or should we move on to happier moments? Secret Six. That was a huge disappointment for oh, me. True. One of like my all-time favorite superhero series. The original writer coming back on to like Gail continue Simone. her work, and I was I was so disappointed by it. But like, I guess, they probably because they didn't get a, let her play with the same toys she was allowed to play yeah. with for the original series. Yeah, like she had to basically start again, and she'd already developed all of these amazing relationships, and it's kind of hard to go back. And yeah. also, I don't think Scandal was even in it, or like. I would say she's like completely Bane. responsible for Deadshot being in um, in Suicide Squad now. Like, as she yeah. develops, Deadshot is such a great, rich character in that book. Yeah, I mean, I, mm. I think he was already, like, He was, like, a pretty fun the... villain in the original. Oh, oh fuck, of course, yeah. he was in Suicide Squad yeah. when it started. <laughs> I'm going to edit this out, or I won't, because I'm real, man. I live up to my flaws. Not like Alexi. Okay. <laughs> extremely rude. <laughs> what were your disappointments this year? Oh, like I said before, the main Star Wars comic book was my main disappointment. Because no werewolves, no werewolves. <laughs> no, I wouldn't actually like werewolves. <laughs> for, I'll be the honest about that. Now I lied for probably an hour now. Werewolves and Star Wars should not combine. They're not werewolves. I, they're werewookies. We yeah, I, werewolves. Know, I said it. I regretted the moment I said I'd take it all back. Star Wars. Ooh, say where the same. Ewoks? Yeah, well, <laughs> werewolves. Okay, I'm gonna lie again and say that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. T- Tatooine has two moons. It could be like double werewolves. Really good. Yeah. yeah, change my mind again. Back on one one side of Tatooine that that never sees like mm. where he was. Everyone in this room should write the Star Wars comics. They come with great ideas. Um, yeah, no, just a little bit disappointing. Like it doesn't suck or anything, but it's just a little bit disappointing. 
Uh, I was going to say because Chewy, Chewy was it's Charles Sewell, isn't? Because he did. I think he did this time last year. Wolverines, like like this series is kind of preceded. Yeah, Charles Sewell wrote the Lando book. Lando, Lando. Oh right, right. Yeah, yeah because really Wolverines good. was was woeful. That was that oh, was really? pretty yeah. awful. It's supposed I, to be. Yeah, Charles Sewell's done a really great She-Hulk run, and then not much else good at Marvel. Hmm. I feel like a lot of his work is like really middling, and then sometimes it's terrible, and then sometimes he reaches like amazing heights, like She-Hulk. Yeah, but rarely. Disappointing. It's just because he writes like twenty series at a time. <laughs> yeah, and is still a practicing lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> manage that. Like now that I'm really like zoning in, getting into stuff, and I see the same names pop up. How do they manage that? How can you think of so many different ideas at the same time? I don't know, but let's talk about some of the authors that do it best. When we announce the best authors of 2015, Nate, who is your favorite author this year? <sighs> Hickman. Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't really have one. I, don't, I was gonna say Chris Claremont. I don't know. I don't really pay attention to authors. Yeah, I pass. I want to say mine before you because I'm worried that you're gonna say the same thing, and I want okay. to seem like I'm copying you. Jason Aaron for me, easily yeah. the best writer this year. He wrote like eight series that I read every issue of. Mm. We've talked about Star Wars. Um, we've talked about um, Thor. We've talked about Southern Bastards. Thor and Southern Bastards were as good as he got, and they were very goddamn good. He also wrote Weird, Weird World and Thor's during the Battle World stuff. Um, he started a new one, an image called The Goddamned. He relaunched Doctor Strange. Mm. Um, Doctor Strange and Goddamned are actually probably at the lower part of the list as far as my favorite things he did this year. I'm sure I'm missing some massive things he did this year as well. I recently decided that I would read every single comic he's ever written, and I'm about, I'm, I think I'm one 12 issue Hulk run away from doing that. Oh, cool. um, he's just a really, really great comic book writer. Um, mm. Scalps is one of my all-time favorite series, and Southern Bastards is definitely, I think, doing better than that. So, Jason Aaron, my favorite writer this year. Thoughts? Yep, he yes, up, he's no. got to be up there. He's got to be top five. Even in the past, I think I, I wouldn't skip an issue on Wolverine and the X Men. Mm. I love yeah. Wolverine yeah, and the X Men. The X Men yeah. was so good. I forgot yeah. that was Jason Aaron. Re- yeah, I'm yeah. rereading all that. At the moment. That is it's so much fun. That's the last time X Men yeah. was yeah. good. In fact, it's 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 kind of that good. It. it been really disappointing whoever's taken taken up the mantle after it yeah. like with some of the series you just rather it cancelled like you know <laughs> and just finish it yeah Rob yeah, Liefeld definitely <laughs> Rob Liefeld right great, great out there uh, favorite writer of the year favorite writer of the year favorite no. artist of the year favorite comic of the year I read Rob Liefeld the comic yeah I have, I have yeah. I've just come like back a villain. Yeah. now I think he's like a legend so I'm I'm fully back on board with Rob Liefeld. Who needs feet? I, I, needs to see feet. I, I listened to a three and a half hour podcast with him earlier in the year, and yeah. it was riveting. He's like, hilarious. He is insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, Siobhan, who is your favorite author this year? Um, well, that honor goes to uh, Mark Wade. Oh, fuck for, yeah, great. Like tying up Daredevil so well, and also for you know doing probably the most important thing in comic books, like the comic book pantheon of the last ten years in relaunching Archie. I defy anyone to argue with that. Yeah. Um, it's like, that was a huge thing. Um, and he did such a, like, spot-on, pitch-perfect job for me. Like, I really, really enjoyed um, all of the Archie series so yeah. far. He completely modernized Archie without doing a fucking stupid, you know, sitcom job of it. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it, was, it was masterful. Like, like one of the best things he's ever done, and he's written more comics than anyone. And it's like, it's... It's even like it's making Archie a whole different form. Like it's taking it from being like a, a black strip vortex. based. <laughs> the black vortex version of Archie. Um, but like it's taking it from being basically like a gag a strip comic to like an actual ongoing series, which like is super interesting and a really nice development. 
But did you read his Avengers comic that started a couple of months ago? I did. I'm enjoying it so far. Okay, cool. I think it's pretty good. It's cool, easily enough. the only good Avengers comic out at the moment. And if that seems like a cop out, there are about eight Avengers yeah. comics. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Vern, besides Rob Liefeld, your favorite? Well, I was going to go with Jason Aaron as well. I yeah, think. yeah. Just because he's got like a like so many he hits different genres and he can he's strong with all of them. I think so. Like, let's go with him. Yeah, he can do that really, really gritty, dark. You know, like actually, oh, he made at the beginning of the year he wrote a great comic called Men of Wrath, which is the mm. darkest he hit ever. I think with Ron Garney on art, that was unbelievable and that's just that's a five issue one and done really really brutal story mm. but you know on the other hand he can do an incredibly positive uplifting and fun thor comic and then like a completely loopy um doctor strange comic as well so like you know he, he can do so many different styles of mm. comics I, I really don't like remenda though I, I, like every mm. like uh, did he do tokyo yeah, tokyo, ghosts. Ghosts. tokyo ghosts and i Black wanted Science. to really like yeah. it but I couldn't, See, I really couldn't like do it. it. Why don't you like it? Because you you like it because you took a break from Rick Remender, and I, I reckon took a Vern long and I break from Rick Remender. Vern and I read every single thing he put out this year because I kept up with Black Science, Deadly Class, well, Low, Deadly Class. and they're all quite good. But then Tokyo Ghost for me, it came out. I'm like, okay, I'm reading too many Rick yeah. Remender comics. Yeah. Like when, when he was doing like Uncanny Avengers and stuff, I just couldn't get along with it. I couldn't do it. Well, I, I, I was with him Avengers. until he did that fucking Axis. Um, event that was the and now, uh, then I just dropped everything. I was just I had yeah. to look it's super to preachy this year, and actually to be like that was the most disappointing thing uh, obviously if you think yeah. about his his time of shine it was that uncanny x-force the, so good and then series. nothing even close mm, since then mm. oh no he's done some good stuff he, he did a really good venom run i really enjoyed his venom run yeah that's okay no, that was, venom that was run. good no yeah. uncanny yeah. x-force yeah. 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 stack okay. those two next to each other right, fine. i was leave <laughs> thanks for having me peace <laughs> Uh, Scott, what about your best author? Uh, I'd also put down um, Jason Aaron. I was wondering if anybody was was Original Sin. It was late last. Uh, no, Original Sin was actually early last year. Early, early yeah. last year yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, I don't know what what were people's thoughts on that. I thought it was. It, I have it, completely it was, forgotten what it, Original Sin. was. It was completely yeah. pointless, but it had some great moments in it. That's it. it. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It felt they, like they a, teamed Doctor Strange up with the oh, Punisher. That was super yeah. fun. The space <laughs> yeah. one. The space one with the Watchers. Eye. With the Watchers. Yeah. So that it was, was like, sick for like the first couple of issues when you were like, ah, oh, this is like a weird space detective story yeah. about yeah. Stole which we the need Watchers more of. Eye. Absolutely. <laughs> and then it kind of devolved into like stupid Marvel. Well, it felt like a, a means to an end. Like with these days, they they use the the sort of Samuel L. Jackson depiction of Nick Fury in in the in the comics a lot more, all the media and stuff like that. Like, Who what are you doing? Managed with this? to say was the son of the original Nick Fury. Yeah, old yeah, and which they've, they've sort of <laughs> blended. Like, I mean, in, in hashtag not my Nick Fury. But at the same point hashtag <laughs> who gives a shit yeah yeah so it's like you know it was almost like a means to an endless bookshelf the classic you know Nick Fury as this guardian this new watcher of the he's Marvel he's one universe. of the best but, fucking Marvel characters of all time though yeah yeah mm-hmm. um, I don't know he still seemed to pull it off even though it was kind of a nothing yeah. kind of event and but without, everybody bought into it without yeah. original sin you wouldn't have gotten the unworthy Thor who which then exactly. led to the female yeah, Thor yeah. for that which I will is, allow yeah. a lacklustre event Mm. We still don't know why Thor is unworthy, right? No, yeah, but, yeah. so cool. Whispered in his ear, right? Yeah, yeah. Fury yeah. said something into his ear. So the, the legacy of so Nick Fury so sits in your bro. Level. You're unworthy. <laughs> maybe, we'll never, maybe we'll never find out. Like the end of Lost in Translation, and just be like, <gasps> maybe they said the same thing. 
Oh, we should ask. We should ask Sophie a couple of if she knows. <laughs> um, Alexi, I got none. You got none. I don't know who I would choose. You read seven comics. Yes, but they're all different people. Yeah, part, sure. so I wouldn't know who is the best. I would just say the fade out is my favorite comic of the year. I'll lend you some so, Brubaker joints. I think you might love everything he's ever done. Yeah. All right. That sounds like a real good way for us to bond. <laughs> That's why we do podcasts, my yeah. friend. <laughs> Caitlin. Oh, look, I've. I've got to give it to Matt Fraction. He's he's just so good, and like and for lines like, "Is this because I booped your clit?" I mean, really. <laughs> I don't know how much sex criminals you guys have read this year, but All like, of it. yeah, yeah. I'm sure everyone at the table, bitch, please. But one of us, is yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's me. I Zero. Zero. No, you you read, read all of it criminals. last year. You loved it. I quit when it turned into like feelings criminals. Oh, so like issue three? Oh, Get now we know what your priorities are. <laughs> and they were porking and they would stop time. Get back to the clip booping. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I was disappointed when it was like less of a... When, like I, I enjoy how it's developed and all of the stuff that they're trying to do, like larger messages and stuff. But I did kind of want it just to be like a we stop time when we bang and then rob banks kind of caper. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I miss the highest year of it. And yeah, it's I fucking definitely... love feelings criminals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like, I mean, it's it is actually doing those really well, and like, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he and Sadowski work so well together, and like, it's obviously, you know, it's not a like here is the script, now you do the panels, like it's it's such a team thing, and so like you almost want to give it a little bit to to Chip Sadowski for best author as well because the way he tells the story, yeah, yeah with the pictures, too. yeah, yeah that's it's true, feelings. it's true. But yeah, like, I just, I, I also just think it's incredibly funny. Like, I don't have a lot of patience with super dark and gritty, and yeah, those kinds of feelings because dark and gritty is a feeling too, guys. <laughs> um, he also wrote, uh, obviously, um, Satellite Sam. So you should read that. Yep. I really, really loved it. Um, Siobhan didn't. It was I gross. just thought it was like a creepy, weird sex thing, which it's it not, is. No, I that, that you're thinking of sex criminals. <laughs> no, they're both, they're both creepy, weird sex. That, that's a creepy, weird feelings thing. And it's drawn, <laughs> it's drawn by like the creepiest sex drawer of all time. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and you know, sex drawer. <laughs> he also did. Um, <laughs> no, come on. Yeah. No one draws creepier sex than Howard Chaykin. That's yeah. true. He, he, that, I think Nate it? has a sex drawer. Was it black? Black kiss? Yeah, black kiss. No, no, that's. His, that was one that would disturb yeah, Siobhan most when we opened a ship and, they, they yeah, did a Christmas and she would issue. go to that comic <laughs> straight away and be like, this is disturbing. Yeah. Um, he also did Odyssey, Matt Fraction, which mm. I, did, I didn't read. I think you That's would on probably my list. enjoy yeah. it. There were no word bubbles in it. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I think it's really <laughs> I felt good. so petty. I'm like, this isn't a fucking comic. Yeah. This is a book. <laughs> Illustrated <this."> novel. <laughs> yeah. But also, I'm with Alexi on um, Brubaker. He's like for um, Fade Out. He's just got such. Hey, don't give this to Alexi. He read one Brubaker. Give this to me, please. I'll be the winner. Even the stopped clock is right twice yeah. a year. You know, like it's yeah. twice a day <laughs> or seven times a year. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, like the handle that Brubaker has on that, it's it's noir dialogue is really yeah. um, really easy to kind of imitate and really hard to get just really bang on to make it feel authentic yeah yeah but like the the meter of it like sorry to get all like you know english major on you but yeah the the the, the rhythm of every sentence works perfectly even the way um the film dialogue is paced out yeah. is is perfect you know and when and when you're writing about writers as well and when you're writing about like oh this you know this rewritten bit of this script is better than the other one you, you can see why um so yeah that's really hard to do and so i loved that I also want to give a special mention to James Robinson, um, who has written two of my all-time favorite comics, being uh, 
DC The Golden Age and the Starman run that started in the 90s and then not much that I've loved since then but this year he put out a comic um, through Image which I should have mentioned is my favourite Image book because it was as good as the Faye if not better it's called Airboy it was four issues long it was about him and an artist called Greg Hinkle being asked to relaunch a um, public domain superhero called Airboy but instead it's about um, the inner workings of James Robinson, why he's fucked up so many things that he's written, what kind of person he is, why his marriage isn't working. Oh but God. it's also this amazing, uh, like, World War II epic because they get transported to the world of the artist, of, of, the, of the character that they have to write for. Sounds like adaptation, like, call for Straight up, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. It was, it was, it, like, it was a comic like no other this year. Like, the closest thing you could compare it to is, like, like minimum wage or something like that on, on such a deeply personal level but like that that's another when it gets released as a trade I'm giving it to everyone I know that likes comics because it's just just such a rare amazing comic um, and Greg Hinkle as well beautiful art one of the best uh, one of the best collection of pages that I saw this year was in Airboy so he gets uh, a nod for one of my favourite artists of the year we'll move officially into the artist of the year category n- now Ron Wimberly <laughs> Yeah, Ron's got to be like top of the list every year, even if he only puts out like one one thing in 2015. <laughs> what, what did he put out this year? Uh, oh, I got it right here. Hold on. What is it? Sports something? Yeah, it was like Vertigo's short-lived um, sports anthology series. Proof. All right. Best artist of the year. <laughs> um, you couldn't, you couldn't remember one title. He also- <laughs> Nate, are you friends with Ron Wembley? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. <laughs> he's the best comic book artist of all time. How much he is he is actually incredible, though. No, he is very, very good. Look at that podcast audience. When you look at did. that, you're not, not even showing us in the room. You're <laughs> reading it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Just saying Just how Google good it. Nate Google is rubbing pages onto the microphone. Wow, that, that is pretty sick. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. All right, thank you, Nate. Um, I'm going to nominate. We mentioned a series that she, two, both series that she worked on. Um, I would say my favorite artist this year is Fiona Staples mm. um, for doing great work on Saga, but for doing. Absolutely incredible work. Yeah. Uh, if not better work than, than Mark Wade writing it, the Archie relaunch was as mm. much her um, input as it was his um, for a new look. I mean, he, he, they, she kind of combined Archie with Bieber and, and yeah. turned it into something magnificent. Yeah. Because of course she did. I mean, that's impossible not to like, you know, <laughs> yeah, fail. Yeah. But, uh, it's like <coughs> peanut um, butter and jelly. But uh, gross. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think she did amazing work. Particularly on Archie. I mean, you know, we mentioned the complete and utter imaginative uh, reign that she uh, has on the saga books, but doing a more grounded, fun series like Archie really showed everyone what a fantastic artist she is, too. Mm, Absolutely. Um, I think my artists of the year, like Brandon Graham, is always going to be super high up on the list for me. I love Brandon Graham Um, and all of the, like, he hasn't really put out a full comic this year, but all of the little bits and pieces in Ireland still. And he did Qualified. a Wicked and Divine. Um, oh yeah, he did do a Wicked well, and Divine really cool. issue, um, which I looked at and didn't yeah. read. Um, <laughs> I I'm also gonna. Um, this is a slightly odd one, but it's because it was originally written, I think, in like 1988, but it's just started being translated um, into English for the first time this year, and it's Naoki Urasawa's Master Keaton, which is probably one of my overall favorite things that I've read at all this year. Um, it's a manga series. It's about a sort of. He's like. A bit Indiana Jones. He's like a um, he's an archaeology professor, but he's also a um, insurance claims investigator and former um, special services like SAS, SAS um, yeah, survivalist yeah. expert. So it's this amazing combination of 
stories about him doing um, like archaeology work and then maybe having to do some insurance claims work. Um, but it's really funny and it's really sweet. And Urasawa is just one of the most skilled artists and cartoonists, I think, working ever. Like, I mean, the the specificity of facial expression is really incredible. I would have and, fucked that word up way worse. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, but it's it's honestly some of the most beautiful emotive work out there like if you haven't read anything by him pluto is amazing monster is his incredible um horror ongoing horror series which is also incredible but master keaton is always top of my pile and it's the most exciting thing that kind of has a fun tintin feel to it as well yeah it's a bit tintin absolutely it's tintin like action adventure as well a little bit thrown in yeah Yeah, it's super excellent i love it a lot and it's also really cool because it was written in like the 90s and so it's like all the old sort of like Japanese fashion and stuff and it's really yeah it's really lovely you're getting that kind of Sherlock Holmes twist thing Mm. with it too where he'll solve everything at the end yeah Yeah. it's cool that's excellent super enjoy that highly recommended Vern favourite artist of 2015 uh, I think I already mentioned him, but Stuart Eminem. Mm. So you going to say uh, Robert Life year after year, <laughs> year after year. I think he's he's just solid. Whatever he does, yeah. I mean, yeah. and you talk about think about his Star Wars work. When you read the Cassidy issues, the artwork's really good, but it definitely looks like fuck. What does Harrison Ford look like again? Yeah. And like yeah. trying yeah. to draw, you know, maybe he, he he probably didn't, but it almost it seems like he's you know drawing it off pictures. Whereas um, Eminem's stuff has a freedom to it and the, and and the characters are emotive and and you know what i mean like Absolutely. they got personality coming off the page because i mean I, I don't envy anyone that had to draw any of those star wars books like, this mm. year because having to draw mm. like a likeness that everyone has so ingrained in their head it must be such a horrible job yeah but uh imminent did an unreal mm. Uh, mm. pieces of work this year it was incredible awesome scott uh i Really did like the art in um, in Headlopper. I've got yeah, almost yeah, yeah. Um, nice. Uh, that, that was written and drawn by the same dude, right? It, it mm. was. It was a guy that did a, a, a little book that snuck under the radar called Apocalyptic Girl, um, which is kind of like Ghibli's Nausicaa kind of meets like Tank Girl. But and it had this um, almost like more of a cartoony kind of like um, uh, like either Conan or Hell- Hellboy sort of like feel to it. It, it was definitely. Um, uh, it was just just an amazing sort of pace of story and, and, like and Paul storytelling, Pope, almost like Paul Pope, cartoony, yeah, yeah, kind of weird, yeah, yeah, like a comic cartoon, you know, instead of Dr- the, the writer and artist, is sort of, a- Andrew McLean. Yeah, yeah, just just a perfectly paced kind of story with a with a great great protagonist and sort of like came into the story and was this mysterious um, barbarian type character it played up on a on a few tropes but it was just it's just so fascinating the story he's carrying around this giant like witch's head it's, no. yeah, we yeah, two yeah. issues out of four and props for, to it for being a big thick book mm. it's like 64 pages every month yeah it's yeah I think, expensive, but it is cool to say a chunky book yeah yeah him uh, I think even literally saying at the end of the book that it was a it was like a quarterly effort was was pretty admirable I thought like you know he's gonna get it out each quarter and, and it was um it was great it was something we sold out of so quickly in the shop and it was so little known I, th- I thought anyway but yeah, that was one of my favorite things this year. Mm. Um, yeah, I missed it when it came out, and then I went back, and then randomly the first issue was just on. The, there was just one issue of it on the shelf. I'm like, fuck yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. A month after it came out, I got that. I got that for you. Thank you <laughs> Appreciate it, <laughs> Alexi. You didn't have a favorite author, did you? Have a favorite artist? Uh, well, I can't disagree with you. I think Saga is like the best looking thing out there. But I want to just give a shout out to the Goddamned. Uh, Aaron Buera is the yep. artist. Um, yeah. I think it's really interesting looking. Like it is, it's gross. It's so ugly, and There's I think it's really so brave. Like 
Robert Crumb-esque yeah. about it, like the ickiness of it, which I I get, but I also don't Commendable. like. Commendable. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's mainly, like, it's brave. But you can not like a lot of stuff. I don't like anything that comes out of Avatar. Sorry to all the Avatar fans out there. But the, the, not the movie or the TV series. Uh, right? it's, <laughs> Avatar presses a, a comic book publisher that pretty much exclusively puts out disgusting just gross stuff oh, okay, the whole yeah. stuff is gross but it makes it's gross and lazy it's real yeah. dumb it's like but this the goddamn but I agree with you it's got a real sort of cool twist yeah, to the grossness which makes it because it makes the bible look ugly you know yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. all this biblical story and like sure. that's always portrayed as like really romantic and yeah. beautiful and to make it look fucking disgusting that's right is sick the earth so was unclean that's right yeah exactly it's so sick The Goddamned um, is by Jason Aaron and Aaron Guerra they actually previously worked together on Scalped which is a 60 issue series that came out on Vertigo mm. probably still to this day like the best thing Jason Aaron's done and, and Aaron Guerra as well if you liked Goddamned you will fucking love Scalped sick I'm into it I, unfortunately they're turning it into a TV series and I know they're gonna fuck it up okay. it's so it's such a perfect comic and that's the you can't do a perfect comic into a even half decent <clears throat> TV series so look forward to one shitty season of that and then <laughs> <laughs> that's it um, Caitlin our, our final last artist of the year uh, well, like everyone else, I've got to give a shout out to Fiona Staples. It's really hard to do space opera and not be derivative, but whether it's like plant women or robot vaginas, she just crushes it and makes it really original and she cool. Crushes those robots. Crushes those robot vaginas. Those robot <laughs> vaginas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I talked about uh, Adrian Alfona on, um, on Ms. Marvel. I still think that, like, you know, that was really strong character work and really, like, precise and idiot- idiosyncratic line work that was still re- made for really clear storytelling. Um, uh, there was a. I'm. I'll be the first to admit I'm a massive Jamie McKelvey fangirl. I know it's not mm. cool. I know it's not cool. Is that not cool? I don't know. Oh, I, I, I get the impression. It's no, not I cool. think it's I really cool to it. like Jamie McKelvey, but it's not that cool to like Karen, to love Kieran Gillen. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Gillen, I love likes, Kieran Gillen too. I yeah, I, know, I, I read everything he does, but yeah. like th- there are times where I'm like, why am I reading this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Why did like, I allow someone to write words that I'm reading? To yeah, like there's there's a sequence in um in the new phonogram where um one of the main characters running around inside an aha video like a, and it's really important that the style of the of the take on me video is nailed and it, it is nailed so good um he also did an amazing homage to scott pilgrim in one yeah, of the phonogram issues this year, this year as yeah well. that was so great um and yeah and just like i know we're not talking about graphic novels but you know seconds did we can talk about yeah, those yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's a that's a yeah. whole other ball game but yeah um but also i thought it was worth mentioning um one of the wikdiv issues was a remix issue and i thought the storytelling was actually still pretty strong in that woden issue um is that <laughs> is that a nod of agreement or just yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah it's one of those I've, yeah trying to think of it yeah that and and i think um you know that they still there that's one of the only comics that does um use social media in a really relevant sort of way because they're talking about um because uh, they're talking about sort of you know musician or this musician analog kind of um industry um and there was yeah there was one panel in the tara issue of wikdiv um i can't remember the number um that was just abusive tweets and the way that it was presented as um this overwhelming double page spread of awful awful shit was yeah. really like i know that's not like comic book art no, but no. It, in terms of like, comic really storytelling intense. yeah like it was i i actually i had to put it i had to put it down i felt a little sick after that that was a really intense issue but it was the issue that made me go oh no that's why i read this comic yeah yeah, yeah. it was yeah it was amazing um yeah so but yeah fiona staples is still just 
Yeah. And all the bitch, yeah. I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, just dreamy. Yeah, and all yeah. and all those Bitch Planet covers. Um, yeah, they look great as well. Like perfect grindhouse movie posters. I think yeah. also this year has got to be the year of like the superstar colorist. I think that there's been mm. some like amazing coloring. Um, mm. And also Geordie Belair. Like they're oh, probably yeah. the two biggest names and they're like just crushing it. Like Johnny Belair constantly comes up with like really interesting inventive palettes that like just tell a whole different story on their own. Have you? Can you get even nerdier than that? Have you got a favourite letterer of 2015? I don't. I don't pay too much attention to lettering. Russ Wooton. Oh, there you go. He I a like, lot of really um, great image lettering this year. Von Grawbadger. <laughs> I think he is one of the um, <laughs> most like used letterers at DC. Cool. Yeah. So now I've got the colorers and letters out of the way. Which is what everyone tuned into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Clayton Cla- Clayton Cowles. <laughs> um, is there anyone that we want to mention? Anything we want to mention that we're looking forward to next year? Uh, the C three PO one off. <laughs> I gotta find out how he gets that fucking red arm. That's so true. <laughs> it was so dumb. In the well, like, there are lots of dumb moments in Force Awakens that yeah. I completely forgave. But that moment where he's where C three PO. Spoiler alert: C three PO is in the new Star Wars movie. He has a red arm. Um, he even sees like the first line. He says, "I was worried you didn't recognize me because of my red arm." Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, maybe the red arm's going to serve a purpose, but yeah. it doesn't." I kind of don't really care that he has a red arm, but I'm fascinated to know why they're going to try and make us care. It's like Chekhov's red. It's Chekhov's red arm. You know, yeah. Like, yeah if you sh- if you show a red arm in the first movie, it's got to make an appearance by the third. We movie. get it. You're an English major. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, this is all it's good for. <laughs> it's been hinted at that it is salvaged from another droid that sacrificed himself to save three people. Maybe it's the, the Is it Robert The red robot From Futurama <laughs> Like the crazy one Roberto <laughs> Roberto, yeah, 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 yeah. Roberto I love that yeah. robot Maybe it's him That'd be a good crossover That would actually be <laughs> Hell sick <laughs> um, Anything else That you guys are looking forward to um, The next part to Wild's End Oh, oh true Yeah um, Wild's End is great And Wild's End's really good Like the first part Was really good um, Looking forward to the second I think it's One or two issues in Maybe But uh, yeah Like I Looking forward to that one. Oh, and the two upcoming titles on Image by Ron Wimberly. <laughs> that is exciting that there's like two Ron Wimberly series this year. Exactly. That's pretty huge. Yeah. Your mate Ron. And also incredibly talented comic book creator, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts to Ron. Um, cool, man. Well, you've been listening to Hey Fam. This has been our favorite comics and comic related things of the year. Um, if you liked this episode, leave us a uh, lovely review on the Hey Fam iTunes page, and uh, we'll try and do more comics-related episodes throughout the year. In I guess the end game for this is to kind of spin uh, Levens and Siobhan, or Siobhan and Levens, have serious <laughs> issues into a far more regular than monthly thing, provided we have the time and support to do it. So uh, if you really love these episodes, please let us know. You can find Hey Fam at facebook.com slash heyfampodcasts, or you can find me on Twitter at levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. I'm on Instagram too. Please send me a follow if you want to look at pictures of my son looking cool. Um, <laughs> Caitlin, where can we find you online? Uh, mostly on Twitter all the damn time, retweeting like a demon at uh, C-A-I-T-L-I-N underscore W-E-L-S-H. Caitlin Welsh name. with an underscore in the middle of yeah, those words. Uh, Alexi, you've got a uh, wonderful podcast called The Blank Slate Movie Comcast. And, uh, Movie podcast just on iTunes, <laughs> Comcast in person. Yeah. Um, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me at Twitter at This Is Alexi. Um, last time you were on HeyFam, you gave a shout out to your Letterbox account, which is a, a, yep, a service that I had no idea even existed. Uh, Letterbox.com slash LXC. Have you gotten many more followers since that episode? Yes, I got one follower. Yes, bro. That episode. It was Eb Yusuf. Perfect. Who we did the episode with. So. <laughs> Amazing. One person. 
Scott and Vern can be found reluctantly selling you comics at King's Comics uh, every <laughs> single day of their lives. Yes. Um, are you guys online, can we, can we read your thoughts on comics somewhere else? No. <laughs> you have to come in and talk to Scott over the counter. He's oh, he fucking hates it. I've never heard Scott talking about comics yeah. to strangers. Never. I'll do it. I'll you come and catch, talk. You can catch me at no. some good times there. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Literally definitely. every minute he's explaining to someone else. <laughs> the best way to spend an hour is go, hey, Scott, who's Quasar again? Yeah. And he'll just be like, right, okay, well. Uh, in- Get out your books and pads, go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll draw a sketch. I'll draw a sketch. If you are looking for a great place to buy comics in Sydney, look no further than King's Comics because it's where we all shop to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, the staff are good enough to... Uh, Randomly befriend and invite them on a podcast at one at the three hundred and ten Pitt Street, Sydney. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, I don't know. Like uh, buying a comic, um, if you're a first timer to comics or a newcomer to it, is a daunting experience for you know some stores. Um, cough, cough, Comic Kingdom. But I feel like King's Comics is a really great, friendly place where even people that dress as ponies are welcome, <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't smell like boy farts. Promise. <laughs> Only sometimes. Yes, yeah, uh, Siobhan can be heard on Hey Fam once a month doing Siobhan and Levin's Have Serious Issues. And uh, you can find her online at Siobhan CBG. Yep. Twitter and Instagram. You've been uh, falling behind on your seven second comic book reviews. I'll get back. I'll get back on top of it. If you uh, want to see more of those, <laughs> let us know on the iTunes account too. We'll hassle her as much as possible. <laughs> um, Nate, aka Nacho Pop. Right. Check. That's me. Online. <laughs> online. Nacho Pops on yep. uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, thanks so much for listening to the best episode best best episode thanks for listening to the best episode <laughs> you've listened to hey fam uh, if you think we've missed anything let us know um, and we'll uh, tell you you were wrong in the future <laughs> thanks so much for listening goodbye Bye. Bye. hey bam, 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 bam. hi I'm Daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.